Hey beautiful angels and welcome back to the Wholesome Waking Podcast with your host Violetta. Today I have a very special episode and the reason why it's being very special to me personally is because the girl that I'm interviewing today um, inspired me in my personal waking journey a lot because I met her in Bali about two and a half years ago and back then she was still in the very beginning of her recovery journey and that's when I met her. And afterwards, she went traveling to New Zealand. And the next thing I remember was that she popped on, up on my feed and in my stories. And I saw her and her body. And it was just completely changed. She just became so much stronger and just looked really amazing. And that was my personal inspiration to keep going. Because, yeah, the way I met her versus the way that I saw her on her Instagram a few months later was just crazy. She gained over 20 kilos and changed her entire life, her entire body. And so here you go. Let's give Lily some space to tell her journey because I actually never heard of her journey, how she gained weight in such a short amount of time, really sustainably and healthy, and how she finally overcame her eating disorder and what exactly happened to her in the past. Here you go. Okay, everybody, I am here with Lily that I met. I think we met in Bali like about two years ago or something. And the reason why I really wanted to have you on my podcast is because you're actually one of the first people that I thought of like interviewing because I remember when I met you, um, I hope it's not like offensive or a negative way to put it, but you were a skinny girl. And <laughs> when I saw, um, then you like went traveling and we like had separate ways and stuff like that. And I saw a picture of you on Instagram, like I think a few months later and you had changed so much, like in a really good way. And I was like, oh my God, this is not the same human anymore. I was like, this is so impressive. And you look just so incredibly strong and just so empowered. And I was like, wow, what happened in these months? That's exactly why I wanted to have you on my podcast because I think you sharing your journey um, is exactly what people need to hear. Thank you so much. I think, yeah, I think you put it really nicely there. I I really felt like a different human being because... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think I think gaining weight it's it's not just about the physical. I think that the um, the mental changes that come with it are tremendous. Totally. So, yeah. What exactly? Um, oh, let's just like start from like the very beginning because obviously when I met you, you were um, I think you were already like in your journey to like gaining weight and like becoming stronger. Is that right? Yeah, yes and no. So the thing is, um, when you met me in Bali, I just started my, my travel journey. I traveled for about a year mm -hmm. and um, I came from right from Germany, um, where I have had uh, quite a history with a disordered eating and stuff. So um, going to travel was kind of my way of committing to getting better and to mm -hmm. gaining weight because I was like okay if I'm gonna go away from home no one is gonna judge me in my process of gaining mm -hmm. weight because people that know me they don't see me so I thought going going abroad would give me the freedom to to just get better without people seeing and mm -hmm. watching me so when we met I was committed to do so um, but I was still very much at the beginning. And I think most people who have been um, through disordered eating or generally through um, some sort of I would say, mental illness, they know it's, it's not always linear and it's not always very quick. It takes a lot Absolutely. of time. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I was committed, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I was very, very small. And um, it was just the beginning of a lot of great things that happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. But you know what, like I remember when I met you that I find it like really inspiring and like really also empowered because you were like still very young. I think you were 18. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I just turned 18. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and if you wouldn't have told me, I would have never guessed so because you appeared like so mature and just like so secure in a way. And I was like, wow, this girl is like crazy. Like at the age of 18, I would have never been like so like just like in a similar mindset as you were and I just just really like how you were like trusting the process and like believing in the universe and those kinds of things and I was like <laughs> wow this girl I really like her and I felt just really connected to you um okay what about if we jump back to before you went traveling um you can start wherever you feel like it makes sense to start whatever year or whatever location um yeah just like let's unwind <laughs> yeah so I think like um unfortunately most um, hardships that we encounter in life it started when I was pretty young um, I was always a bit of a, of a chubby kid not not too chubby but you know mm-hmm. um, my star sign is Taurus so I love eating apparently <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um, I grew up in Germany with a single parent and the situation at home was very very difficult um, mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of led me to seek comfort in food. So as a small kid, I would already eat in order to suppress my feelings, to feel better, you know, which um, mm-hmm. led to a bit of weight gain. Um, later in school, I was then bullied, like unfortunately a lot of kids, because I, I like kids, but they can be pretty mean. mean. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um this well as we can all imagine didn't do anything good for my for my mental mm-hmm. health and for the process um I was later beaten up in school by by two guys who bullied me which was kind of like the <laughs> the rock bottom of <laughs> mm-hmm. of a small kid after all and oh and if, if I laugh uh, <laughs> when I tell these mm-hmm. things it's, it's just because I deflect with humor so um <laughs> I'm the same the same way yeah yeah and um then I'm half Italian so right now I live in Italy and when I would go to Italy um I would always be confronted with my very very skinny um cousins because in Italy mm-hmm. we have quite quite a big um culture around being skinny and maybe it's because in Milan we have like the fashion center of the world and the modeling industry probably yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly so you know I always saw my my cousins being praised for not eating for being fuzzy eaters for being skinny and I saw that and I was like I want to get praised like why is no one praising me <laughs> mm-hmm. so um then growing up I think at around the age of 14 15 um the things at home started getting really out of hand um Mm -hmm. and so I came back to food but this time in the opposite way I was like okay if no one wants to see what is happening at home if my family my friends if you're all blind to it I'm gonna show you how, how bad I'm doing I mean that's that's wasn't consciously what I was thinking at the Mm -hmm. time but now looking back I can see that that is what I was doing and um, 
yeah, so I started heavily restricting. I started binging and purging. I did mm-hmm. overexercise. Um, and just I, a quick question. Yes. Um, sorry for interrupting. So, like, when people were not praising you, like telling you that you were like not as skinny as other people, did you always feel that same way in your own body? Like, were you having conscious thoughts of like, oh, I think I'm not skinny enough or too fat or whatever, or was it just like from other people telling you so? No, absolutely. I was I was very conscious about my body. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the summer, I would hate wearing dresses and tank tops because I thought my arms were mm-hmm. too fat. And I was okay. like, how old am I? I'm only 10, you know. So really nothing a 10-year-old should worry about. But I think because of what I he- heard from other people and because of the bullying that was going on at school, I was like, okay, these people must be right. So I have to hate my body, you know. And... I think especially for, for girls who get the period very early, I think mm-hmm. this can be an even bigger problem because you develop into a woman at an age yeah. where you're not ready to develop into a woman. You know, was I that the case period. for you? Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. my period when I was, you know, still playing with Barbie dolls and stuff. So mm-hmm. suddenly I, I watched this woman and, you know, I was starting to develop also like physically. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was I was 11 years old, you know, I was I was a kid. So um, I think this contributed as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. yeah, no, then I later on, I, I, well, I started uh, to purge and restrict and um, spiraled into a mix of bulimia, anorexia, orthorexia. I, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I did it all um and the feedback was surprisingly positive in the beginning Uh, from other people because they didn't know what you've been going through but they just saw the um changes in your body yeah yeah so you know suddenly people were telling me oh my god you look so good and oh you're so pretty and Mm -hmm. suddenly I was like okay maybe the recognition that lacked at home I suddenly got from other people you know suddenly I was like the skinny friend and suddenly I was pretty you know something that I had never been in my life mm-hmm. um, and this well this spiraled out of control because it had never been about being pretty it had always been a search for validation from the outside mm-hmm. so when I got this validation I wanted to do everything in my power to keep it um, and so I got skinny beyond, I would say, the societal norm of being pretty, which is bullshit anyways. Oh, um, for sure. Can I, can I swear on this podcast? Yes, whatever <laughs> your heart is telling you to say. <laughs> I, I generally swear a lot. <laughs> That's absolutely okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, so suddenly I was too skinny. You know, suddenly people were telling me, oh my God, you look like a steak, like eat mm-hmm. something. You know, and it was like, again, my body didn't fit the societal norm of beauty. But at that point, I kind yeah. of got angry. And I was like, fuck all of you. Yeah. First, I was too fat. Now I'm too skinny. I'm going to show you how skinny I can really get. You know, it was kind mm-hmm. of that sort of mentality because I'm, I'm very stubborn. And I think that did not help me in that case. Um, but yeah, people weren't really worried, even when I was incredibly underweight to the point that I had to go to the hospital mm-hmm. um, well they were worried but no one really did anything that's the thing um, and 
So I kind of had to take matters into my own hand. And so at 18, I decided I'm going to leave all of this behind. I have to take a step back from the situation at home. I have to not see the people that I'm seeing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that they're going to judge me when I when I get that hand. I just want to, I want to restart. So, yeah. Yeah. When I was traveling and I met you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so crazy because I would have never thought that this was like such an early stage of your recovery journey. Like I honestly thought that you're like way beyond or like way further already, which is just crazy to me to hear this right now, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like changing your environment is like, I think the one of the best or first steps that you can do, because as soon as you're like surrounded in your comfort zone and like the people that you see constantly, it's so hard to change yourself. It's just going to be like way harder because people are going to see that you're changing. A lot of people are probably going to make comments on that and you're going to feel as comfortable with changing. But if you like step outside of it, which of course is not always possible, but it will just make things for yourself much, much easier. Yes, again, I, I know that traveling is such a huge privilege. I know that mm-hmm. not a lot of people um, have this privilege, but I think you can maybe try and do something like this in in a reduced way. You don't have to go to Bali or to, to New Zealand to mm-hmm. recover. Absolutely not. But I, I think that changing your environment and especially seeking something that is outside of yourself, you know, Absolutely. I know I went traveling and I started experiencing things that had nothing to do with my body. You know, I mm-hmm. my, my day was so full of things that I couldn't obsess over my body 24-7. Mm-hmm. I think also like you don't necessarily have to like go somewhere else like you don't have to change your location but like by changing your environment it can also be surrounding with yourself with other people so if you had like the same friends over and over and they were not serving you they were not supporting you and they were not seeing your issues and like not helping you then it might be a great thought to like change your friends like it sounds really harsh but like just because you're friends since like five or ten years it doesn't mean that you're supposed to be friends right now like I just believe that like sometimes we meet people and they are there for us for a certain amount of time and then it's absolutely okay to let go when you feel like they're no longer serving you in your journey in your life or whatever um yeah that can be a thing that you can do but also another thing um you can just start um, developing your own or like a new mindset. You can listen to new books if you've been uh, not doing that yet or like new podcasts or just like seeking out help from people who are maybe in a different kind of stage who you feel like can help you. Um, so it's not always necessary like travel to Bali, for example, or somewhere yes. else in order to change yourself. Um, yes. Why do you and think... What I, what I... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, one thing I wanted to add there is therapy. Therapy, therapy, therapy. I did not go to therapy because when I was in the hospital, they tried to give me a therapist. Mm-hmm. And she was horrible. And at that point, I was like, I'm never going to therapy. Now, I don't know how many years after my eating disorder had developed, I am in therapy for the first time. And mm-hmm. it is an incredible experience because I realized, okay, the issues I have, they don't have anything to do with food. And even though I am now better, within my body and within my habits um i still think i need support from someone and so i can only recommend to each and each one of you is that 
don't be afraid to seek therapy. It might take you a while to find a good therapist, mm -hmm. but it is absolutely worth it. And there's nothing wrong with seeking help. I mean, if you have a broken bone, you would go to the hospital and get it fixed. So treat your mental health just as you would a broken bone. Exactly. Um, where do you think you um, landed your shifting point? You, was, you said so like you wanted to travel in order to like surround yourself with a different environment and change after all. But where exactly, like if you of course can remember, was for you the point where you're like, okay, I had enough. I no longer want to be like that skinny or I no longer want to have a disturbed relationship with food. I really want to like recover, feel better, get healthy again. Um, yeah, do you remember what it was for you? Yes, I remember it very, very distinctly, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I was in New Zealand and um, in a sm small town called Paihia, I mm -hmm. met the most incredible friend group. I had never felt so loved in my life from people outside. And um, for the first time in this little hostel that I spend a while working and stuff, I... Um, I've met these these people and we decided to go on a road trip together so I, I bought a little van um, with the money that I had saved up it wasn't really a van it was a car with a bed so it wasn't <laughs> nothing fancy mm -hmm. but me and two friends um, we decided to go on this adventure for, for a couple of weeks and you know we, we slept with three people in this tiny car and we were like <laughs> <laughs> you know camping by the beach and like doing things that I never thought I would experience in my life I never thought I would experience such genuine friendships and to to be so alive because until that point my life was kind of feeling like I was passive all the time and life mm -hmm. was just happening and I was just watching but that in that moment I just felt okay I'm in it right now <laughs> mm -hmm. and I, I remember thinking how because there, of course I was still obsessed with food and of course I still had to go on a run each morning you know mm -hmm. but at that point I remember I was like when you get older you're not gonna remember the runs that you took at 5 a.m in the morning whilst your friends were asleep you will remember you know eating together at night and like sure. eating vegan marshmallows and chocolate you know that, that's what <laughs> yeah. you're gonna remember and um later on then these two girls went off and then I started traveling with a friend who I had also met with Haihia and he got me into powerlifting which oh. I think that was my absolute biggest savior to find powerlifting mm -hmm. um yeah in the beginning I was I was really afraid you know it's like oh I'm gonna get bulky <laughs> you know, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get so muscular and he was uh -huh. like no no you won't <laughs> <laughs> and and he just really believed um in me in the powerlifting sport he was like just try it out just try it mm -hmm. and I tried it out and I fell in love with it and it is something that really keeps me up until today I would say that's beautiful I actually um yeah I think powerlifting is so crazy like I wish I like there would be a spot to do it here in Bali because I would love to try it out because I personally really like those bulky bodies like I just find it so crazy to see how women can like get so incredibly strong and like show everybody that you can do it as a woman as well you know what I mean um but yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll do that like in a different <laughs> time <laughs> of my life or something but um yeah I think that's actually um when I saw your pictures because you were like also lifting like crazy heavy weights <laughs> and I was like you're still a small girl and you're like literally lifting so much weight and I was like this is so incredible um yeah when did you see like your first changes um in your body 
Well, I, of course, I saw them when back in New Zealand, when I started eating more and just trying to, to um, rid myself of these disordered thoughts and behaviors that I had. So I gained weight and yes, it was probably fortunately more fat than it was muscle, Mm-hmm. But that is also very important because we all have to remember um, that your body, you have, you have to think of your body like as a bank account, right? So mm-hmm. if you're just restricting your whole life and you're eating less than you're consuming, you're going into debt. So think about having 100 euros on your bank account and for years you take 100 euros out. So you're going to have mm-hmm. a huge debt. So your body is not going to trust you anymore. So what you do is you have to eat to satiety and to listen to your body and do intuitive exercise so don't go on 10k runs in the morning you know on an empty stomach mm-hmm. for example so i did all of that and of course i gained more a bit more fat than i gained muscle well that is very much what my body needed because at that point i didn't have my period i think for about six years or something oh wow so, yeah then i got my period back and i was like okay that is my body's sign of that must have felt so empowered i can only imagine like after six years getting it back how did that make you feel yes especially because you know the thing is i feel like a lot of eating disorders it's kind of as i said in the beginning you're also running away from womanhood you Mm -hmm. know i got my period when i was 11 and suddenly i was this sexualized thing that we unfortunately that's how we view a lot of women in the society it's like okay as soon as you get your period you're you're ready to you know to sleep around mm-hmm. and um I feel like with my eating disorder it was running away from it but I mean at the point when I got my period back I was I think 19 mm-hmm. and it just felt like I'm now ready to actually be a woman I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to have a period I'm I'm, I'm ready to get the carbs that I might be supposed to get you know yeah and so I just I just felt like a woman which I'm not saying that if you don't have your period because of an illness or because you're underweight it does not mean that you're not a woman no 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 you you are a woman regardless Mm -hmm. but at that moment I just felt like okay I feel like I am 19 now and not like I'm 12 and mm-hmm. I feel like my body, body is telling me, okay, I, I can trust you again, you're healthy. And that was such a good feeling. Yeah, um, I find it really important that you just pointed out that like you are a woman regardless of like whether you're bleeding or not. They're also like even uh, not women, like not females bleeding nowadays. So you can be whoever you want, but like if your body is needing to bleed and you're like restricting yourself from having that important um, cycle in your life, then there's maybe something that you should reconsider about your habits or your lifestyle, whatever it is. Um, Yeah, it's just like it's part of... um, humans so don't take it away from yourself um how did you change your diet because you said you started powerlifting and I can only imagine that you must have like eaten more because otherwise if you would have like still being in a restrictive mode of probably would have been impossible to lift all these weights do you remember like what kind of foods you incorporated like foods that you didn't eat before or were you like tracking your meals or how exactly um did you manage yeah so at the point I I think I've left. I <laughs> at the point I think I uh, tracked very very roughly, um, just because I think most people with an ED can can um, can say can um, oh most people with an ED can actually um, know this <laughs> mm-hmm. is that we kind of have calorie Aspergers, so you see a meal and you know exactly how many calories are in there. 
Um, so I did track roughly, but um, since again, I was struggling with this friend and he was a male powerlifter. He was <laughs> eating a lot of food. <laughs> so I just ate his meals and the way we structured our, our meals was we had a source of fat, a source of protein, of carbohydrate and of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And we did not restrict. So if we were like, okay, we're going to try this new vegan burger, we were going to try the new vegan burger, you know, mm-hmm. or at night when we want to have like some, some Oreos or something, we would have the Oreo cookie. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is really important to, um, especially in the vegan community, I, I think now it's changing, but in those days, there was still a very big hype around this whole high carb, low fat thing. So people mm-hmm. were kind of demonizing fat. And I think it's really important to get your healthy fats and Absolutely. to get at least, yeah, two grams of protein per kilogram mm-hmm. and um, to not restrict, but to actually also have the fun foods. You know, it's, it's great for your mental health and especially when you do intense sport, it does wonders for your performance as well. So a bit of vegan Nutella is, is really not a death sentence. It really does you good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so it was basically a really good help and support for you that you had this friend um, who was like helping you on your weight gain journey, right? Yeah, yeah, he think... really. Mm-hmm. No, he really, he really helped me. He did. <laughs> Do you think, um, or how would you would you have managed that if you wouldn't have had him? Like, did you like make any plans for yourself? Because like when you came to Bali, you already knew that you needed to change something about your life and your lifestyle habits. Um, did you have like a rough plan you were like okay I'm gonna like just eat more I'm just gonna like um, let go of everything or did you still have like some sort of rules for yourself okay I'm not, I'm not gonna eat like sugar but like just eat more healthy foods or um, was like completely like letting go of everything and going all in for you I think at the point when I started traveling I wasn't I wanted to go all in, but I don't think I was ready to at the point, Mm -hmm. which is okay, because if you have eating disorder for years, it's pretty impossible for you to just say from one day to the other, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go all in. Some people do it, and I really applaud you if you can do it, but I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, it's pretty, pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I, what my plan was when I, when I started traveling was to experience more and therefore to worry about food less, to eat out, which was a big no-no for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but to actually, I mean, Bali, if you're in Bali, you have to eat out all the vegan food for pennies. You have to do it. So I was like, you, you have to do it now because otherwise for the rest of your life, you're going to regret that you didn't taste all the vegan restaurants in Bali. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that was kind of my plan to just slowly start incorporating more processed foods more food from restaurant exercise a bit less just because I was out and about exploring all day Mm -hmm. so just to take my focus away from food and it was a very slow but steady process and I think what just then really kicked it off was New Zealand and having a new friend group and Mm -hmm. just being put in the present and telling myself okay you're going to regret all your life that you didn't make the best out of this time that you have now because who knows if you're ever gonna gonna travel like this again mm-hmm. did you at any point um have a certain fear of gaining weight or were you like okay i think i should but i kind of still don't want to like were you still kind of in an inner debate of whether you actually want to gain weight or not 
Absolutely, absolutely. Also because um, to this day I have um, pretty bad body dysmorphia. So mm-hmm. it always takes me a few months and looking back at old photos to see what I actually look like. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> that sounds very much like an old-fashioned phone <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm a grandpa <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> so um where was i oh yeah so it it took me quite a while to commit actually to to gain weight because apart from the body dysmorphia um what we see in social media is yes gain weight but you have to gain at the right places, you know, gain it in your mm. butt, in your boobs, but have shredded abs, you know. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to gain weight, but at the time I was like, okay, I'm just going to gain a bunch of muscle and mm. I'm going to look really shredded and then I'll be healthy, <laughs> you know, yeah. which the female body has to be at a certain body fat percentage and we have mm-hmm. to be at a higher body fat percentage than males so that our body can function, you know. So it was quite a process to see like, okay, you probably have to gain more fat than you would like to in order to be healthy. Um, but now that I am, or that I have gained this, this amount of fat and um, muscle, I actually think I look way better and way healthier and I feel more attractive now. So it is a good thing that I kind of overstepped this um, this well boundary that I set in my in my mm-hmm. head my body I can totally agree you look amazing like honestly your body has changed <laughs> so incredibly much and I was like as I said a million times when I saw your pictures or I think maybe it was a story or something I was like wow this is not the same girl that I met in Bali like <laughs> you just looked so much better and just so healthy and I was like wow this is so and actually like at that time I was also still on my personal weight gain journey so you were like actually one of my small inspirations because I was like wow if she made it from like being the girl that I met in Bali to where she's right now I'm gonna keep going because there's 100% a way so you inspired me in a way to like also keep going on my own journey yeah I mean I I didn't have like um, a big food problem like any weird relationship or whatever but I definitely was still not always believing in myself that I can I did see like some progress and some results in myself but I was like damn I want to be fucking strong and I was really looking to like gain muscles and I struggled with that for so many years um probably because I wasn't exercising the right way I was like still um, I was doing a lot of like high intensity workouts like you burn like so many calories you don't even know probably and that didn't help for sure with like building muscles um, yeah, I think we just, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna ask, um, did you like at any point wanted to go back? Like ever, like when you saw the changes in your body after gaining weight, were you at, at a point where you're like, okay, damn, I think I don't want this anymore. I like wanna go back. Um, I don't like what I see. Of course. I mean, all the time. It's um if you if you have been in, in this mental condition that I will just call it, um, it is very normal for you because you romanticize the past, right? You see your, your smaller self and you're like, oh, if only I can get back there, I'll be happy again. Mm-hmm. So it was all the time, you know, I, I was, there were a few moments where I was actually really confident in the new body that I had. Um, however, looking back now, I think I can say that I'm really proud that I just pushed through and I think 
all the people struggling, this voice that keeps telling you that, oh, once you, you've, get, you've lost this arbitrary amount of weight, you'll be happy. You will not because, well, just look at yourself at your lightest and you will see that you were actually very miserable. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you notice this and you, you notice it, you want to shrink yourself again, ask yourself, why do you want to shrink yourself? Why do you want to be as small as possible in this world? You know, make, mm-hmm. make yourself big. And if, if, you, if, you, if you look in the mirror and you see yourself and you're not happy with what you're seeing, that is okay, but don't go back, keep going forwards. And now I can say, okay, after all this journey, I can say, okay, I'm, I'm kind of happy with who I am and with who I see in the mirror. So I'm, I'm really happy that when I had these thoughts, I did not act on them. Mm-hmm. I think we never can be like 100% content with ourselves and that's just I think a natural human behavior like we will never be oh my god I'm 100% perfect everything is fabulous in my life I don't struggle with anything but this also shouldn't be the goal because we will never get there like you will never be 100% satisfied with either yourself the way you look the way you behave or whatever it might be there will always be something like your mean girl inside your head will always be there like an inner voice telling you oh no you can't be content enough because still this you have to work on and this you have to change but as soon as you accept the way you are without wanting or thriving uh, to 100% contentment you will find contentment if that makes sense so just accept where you are in your journey and that will lead you forward instead of like you said stepping back because yeah if you like look for 100% satisfaction you will probably never get forward or achieve your goals yeah absolutely absolutely um did you used to speak with your friends or family back then when you were struggling or I mean obviously people like you probably said um noticed that you had something going on internally but also like from your body did you used to like speak with them about it openly or were you like denying that you had any problems yeah so of course especially at the very end of my um, eating disorder which was still a year before I came to Bali because then I went to the gym and I started gaining a bit of weight and a bit of muscle but about a year before I went to Bali I was at my lowest which was very very low um, and people started noticing and they started like talking to me about it but at the time I didn't even realize what was going on with myself so I think I knew subconsciously but it was just, I was like a hamster running in his like, I don't know how you call it, hamster wheel? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> We're just translating here from German. <laughs> <laughs> right, just, just Germanize it. Um, and I think I wasn't, I wasn't really um, acknowledging it myself because I knew at the time if you would have taken this aspect of control and of self-punishment away from me I don't know how I would have handled um, my life at that point Mm -hmm. because again um, the situation at home was such that having this eating disorder it was just like this thing I finally had control over Um, I finally could manage um, my day-to-day life because Mm -hmm. all I was focusing on was food and exercise so there was nothing Mm. else to worry about so at the time I think I didn't acknowledge it myself I was like what are you talking about and you know I was I think sometimes I I was very mean when people talked to me about it because I was like leave me alone Uh, Mm. I want to handle this myself and 
stay away from me. And um, I think what happened, or I want to know what happens back then, is I also ended a few friendships because I had, for example, one friend. Um, she had been a lifelong friend of mine. And she was amongst the first people to actually notice what was going on. Mm-hmm. And well, it wasn't her mistake. She was, how old was she? 15, 14. Mm-hmm. And instead of coming to me, she went to my best friend and was like, I think she really is going through an eating disorder. Um, because just she was worried, but I took it as, oh, you're talking about me behind my back. And mm-hmm. so I actually ended the friendship. And um, I just sort of started talking to, he- to her, I think, a year back now um and i apologize i was like I'm, I'm very sorry that i actually ended a great friendship with a person who was worried about me mm-hmm. just because i was so afraid to acknowledge what was happening so yes i i totally uh did not um acknowledge anything that i was doing at the time no <laughs> i mean it must have been a big trigger point for you because like something it's something so personal like in general talking about other people's diets like even when i'm like talking to people about veganism it's just so personal if people take it personally i mean obviously it is a very personal topic so it's really hard to like detach that but yeah i can totally understand like i mean i remember even myself like when people were telling me violetta you're just gonna eat something i was just so triggered i was like guys you have no idea what my life is you have no idea who i am you have no idea what I'm eating or not so just like please stop telling me what to do or not to do like you know I'm also not commenting on other people's diets or whatever they're having on their plate so I was just like constantly um and like immediately super kind of angry and aggressive in a way um that was I think one of the only things that like really triggered me like as soon as people made any comments about my diet or whatever um what were the big disadvantages that you have experienced from your disordered eating well, the biggest disadvantage is I think I think that I that I lost my personality at one point, you mm-hmm. know, because I I was not myself in those years. I mean, of course, when you grow up, like in puberty and stuff, it's very hard to have like a very solid character. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, in those years, all I was thinking about was food and exercise. Mm-hmm. And now I wonder sometimes, where could I be now if instead of just thinking about those two things in my life, mm-hmm. I would have actually learned something. I would have mm-hmm. actually practiced an instrument or learned another language or started like editing and stuff. You know, I, I could have I could have been so much more ahead now, mm-hmm. which um, I think is it's okay it's okay that I I've lost these years you know it's, it's fine it's, I can't take them back and I'm happy where I am now but I think um that is like the worst thing about eating disorders is not just how much they affect your physical health because eating disorders they are the deadliest mental disorder um but I think what they also do is they just reduce your mind to something very very small and you are not yourself anymore you don't have really uh, a personality like now I'm, I think I'm kind of funny but at the time <laughs> I was just like shy and trying to please other people and obsessed with how skinny I could get you know and now I have a life now I can make mm-hmm. memories and I can't take my youth back 
you know, like if mm-hmm. lost the years that you would actually spend like going out with friends and, you know, smoking a bit of weed behind the corner so that no one can <laughs> see you. And I, I've lost that, but it is fine because I can make up for it now. But it's just, if mm-hmm. I think back, I think, okay, uh, I've lost a few years. Yeah, I find it so beautiful that you shared this because a lot of people think that the only disadvantage or like the only bad or downside you have from like having that problem or struggle that you're going through is like just that you eat less or you don't like really have certain foods and you can like easily catch up on that but there's so much more to it so you're literally your entire life is different like all your relationships with your friends and family and with just like everything you perceive everything so differently and you just not only lose like not tasting certain foods you lose literally almost everything else because you're just being yeah obsessive about like just one or two things in your life and the rest you just completely cut out which is very sad um so what are the oops sorry what are the biggest advantages that you have um noticed after gaining your weight back yes <laughs> so um yeah oh there are a lot of advantages i can't wait to hear um, them <laughs> <laughs> so um the first of all well what i said earlier i didn't have a personality now i have a personality now i'm finally <laughs> the funny friend you know <laughs> um but also i i discovered that i actually have passion for things so um as we said before this interview i, I started film school and i just realized how much I, I love expressing feelings and thoughts and stories via this media. And um, I, I can study now and I have full mental capacity to actually focus on doing mm-hmm. something productive with my life. Um, I am passionate about exercise. It's no longer, okay, I have to go to the gym and do this and that amount of reps so I can get a big butt. No, now I go mm-hmm. to the gym. I'm like, oh, let's see how how much my max is today. It's not that I'm maxing out each week. That would be silly, but you know, when when I when I go train, I I feel strong, and people look at me in the gym, and they're no longer like, oh, do you think she's anorexic? But now they look at me and they're like, oh, I did not expect that girl to be strong, <laughs> mm. you know. And um, I have now a social life, so if one before the pandemic obviously but if one of my friends would call me spontaneously um and say do you want to go out do you want to have a few drinks do you want to come over for dinner do you want to have some nachos I would be like oh I'm on my way you know mm-hmm. whereas before I would be like oh no I can't and then I would like go out and take a few steps you know to get my steps in for the day or something um so social life exercise my headspace and um yeah, I feel like I'm back in control of my life because at the end of the day, if you think about it, when you're 80 years old, um, nobody's going to talk about how you look when you were 20. You know, I mean, I I know, I know I'm going to be a beautiful grandma. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to get all the grandpas in the hood. So that's, that's out of question. But still, <laughs> <laughs> they will, they will not asked me about how I looked when I was 20 you know Absolutely. people will ask me what did you do when you were 20 mm-hmm. like show me the films that you were made when you were that age you know it's mm-hmm. it's just a good feeling to know things to do things now that actually last how do um like if you ever look back at photos um of your body or yourself from back then how did how does it make you feel or do you ever go back and look at them uh, I do it very 
sporadically as we try to reduce it. I don't know. Sorry, I can't hear you right now. I think you might be covering the microphone. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't do it very often because it is very, very triggering to me. Mm -hmm. um, however, when I see photos just because people are sending me some or I go back into my photo gallery, um, the, the photos where I was at my lowest point, I you are gone again babe <laughs> am i am i there again yeah halfway <laughs> oh no oh no okay Can you're you... back yeah okay i just changed <laughs> positions <laughs> yeah. when um when i do look back at the photos i well at least at the photos from my lightest weight i don't recognize myself really but mm -hmm. i feel very compassionate because when I see myself like this, I'm like, I know what you were going through at the time. Mm -hmm. And I know that you did the best you could do at the time with the things that you had, the things mm -hmm. that you could do. So it's okay. I feel very compassionate. Um, the photos that come later from Bali and New Zealand, um, they still shock me, kind of, mm -hmm. because I was, I was slim. But I, when I saw myself in the mirror, I perceived myself as so, so much bigger. And I would look at myself and like, you were tiny. What were you talking yeah. about? Um, but that's a good reminder to be like, okay, maybe what you see in the mirror now is also not the truth. Maybe in a few years, you will look back at the photos now and you'll be like, what were you talking about? You know? <laughs> you'll um, never know. <laughs> yeah right right that's that's the thing with body dysmorphia but it's it's okay <laughs> but i can but assure you that you have a gorgeous body right now you just like look very healthy and strong and yeah just like a really empowered woman in my eyes <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> but um yeah it's mixed but um overall i i feel positive because i'm like okay look look how much you've grown <laughs> absolutely do you know approximately how many kilos you have gained through your entire journey Oh, yes, um, because obviously I'm very well aware of my lowest weight because <laughs> I was very proud at, uh, at the time. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so that must be. Let me do the maths. I, I'm an art student. I'm not good at maths. <laughs> me neither. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it must be my now weight. It must be more than 20 kilos, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, 2025, around about that. Mm -hmm. That is a, mm -hmm. and especially you're not super tall, if I remember no. it correctly. I'm, I'm 158. <laughs> I'm 158. I'm a very small human being. So 25 kilos for me is, is mm. quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, but also muscles weigh quite a lot. So that's also a big impact. Um, the reason yeah. why I wanted to ask you for the number is because a lot of um, women who are like looking to gain weight and like still struggling at that point think that like, oh, like five kilos or like two kilos will do the job. Um, but for most cases, it is not what you should um, proceed for. I mean, obviously you can always like look um, whatever feels best for your own body, but like, don't be afraid to have a big number there. Like, honestly, like I gained 12 kilos and it is like comparable, like to you, for example, just half of it, but don't be afraid to like have a much higher number in the end um, on the scale, because you will just feel and look so much better. Like you have so many advantages and so many positive outcomes from your weight gain journey 
it's gonna be so worth it and the number is not gonna determine you your worth or you as a human being so there's so much more to it than just numbers um do you have yeah. any goals right now like do you um i mean how is the gym situation in italy right now yes so gyms are closed mm -hmm. um so what i did i got my myself a uh, 120 um, kilos worth of plates. Oh, wow. <laughs> This is a, a big amount. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of money, but I was like, okay, considering the gyms are closed for over a year now, I can, I can invest. <laughs> That's crazy. But, um, so I have a little, little gym set up um, down in the basement and I lift about um, four days a week. Mm -hmm. But what I also picked up during this lockdown, which was also something that would have been impossible a few years ago, is shuffling because I really like techno music. And oh. I see these girls doing these cool moves with their feet. Uh -huh. and I, like, I want to learn that. So I started shuffling and it is so fun and it makes my heart so happy. And, you know, now I'm at this place with exercise, with weightlifting and powerlifting and, and dancing. Mm -hmm. But I don't do any of these for any aesthetic purposes, but I do all three of these just purely because I really, really enjoy doing them, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So you don't have like any specific body goals or you don't want to like lose weight, gain weight. You just want to like stay and go with the flow. Yeah, it's like, of course, you know, I, I will always, or well, not, hopefully not always, but there's always this little voice inside my head. It's like, oh, you could drop a few kilos. You'd be happier if you do that. Mm -hmm. But You know, at the same time, I, I think, think it's really interesting also to see my body go through changes. So mm -hmm. it's very interesting to know how I look when I'm really, really small. Mm -hmm. And I know how I look with a bit more booty on me, which is, <laughs> is great, you know. And so, no, I, of course, there's always this little voice that's like, oh, you could. But I, I'm, I'm actually really content. And mm -hmm. as long as my body can enable me to do the things I love, I'm, I'm happy with that and you know one day I, I don't think that once you had an eating disorder you can never lose weight or diet again I, I don't mm -hmm. think that's the case but you know for now I don't see any purpose and maybe one day if there is a reason to do so maybe because I want to drop a weight class and powerlifting to be more competitive mm -hmm. well maybe I would go on a, we'll go on a little diet but that will have a purpose and it will <laughs> the telephone <laughs> and um the purpose that it will have <laughs> we're just gonna ignore the uh, background noise <laughs> <laughs> and um i think the the purpose that it will have will be a temporary purpose and it will mm -hmm. be a purpose that has sense mm -hmm. but just losing weight so i can fit into a societal standard of beauty that for me right now doesn't make a lot of sense so Yeah. And plus that standard of beauty doesn't exist anyway because you will never make everyone content. And when you have this inner voice telling you like, oh, Lily, maybe you should lose some weight again or whatever. How do you deal with that? Like, what is your, how do you stay empowered in your current body without thinking back, oh my God, okay, yeah, I should do something about it. I do something else. I Maybe I call a friend or mm -hmm. I just go on a walk. We have a beautiful forest here close to my grandparents' house. So mm -hmm. I would just go without my headphones, just go into the forest, listen to the birds chirping into the wind and this really calms me. Mm -hmm. Or I will just meditate for even 10 minutes, do a bit of stretching, a bit of yoga. 
or just think about my next film project that I might do. You know, it's just mm -hmm. try to, when this voice comes, it's usually because there is something in you that is still not quite content and it's still mm -hmm. very critical of yourself. So it's just very temporary. And I think that's something we all have to remember. It's, you know, I still have the, the urge to purge sometimes, which is very, very normal because it's a form of stress relief. But mm -hmm. when it comes up most of the time, I managed to recognize it as an urge, as something that is coming and that is going as well. So it will not be there in five minutes. It's just mm -hmm. these 30 seconds that you need to, I don't want to say survive, but you need to bridge, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, distracting yourself, going out for a walk, calling a loved one, um, yeah. these ones really help. And what I think is also really important to point out at this point is um, that everyone, like literally everyone, also the people that you think they're perfect or whatever, have these kind of thoughts. So like me, you, like all, everyone that I know has sometimes the thought of like, oh, maybe I should lose or gain or just change my body or whatever. Like, as I said, we're never 100% content. And it's not about eliminating those thoughts because we will never be able to like fully eliminate them. It's more about how we react to them. So don't be like oh my god i'm not allowed to think that it's totally okay to think um that you want to change your body or change yourself or whatever but it's more about like going deep into yourself and asking yourself where is this thought coming from is it coming out of love is it coming out of fear is it something that i actually want to do or need to think about or is it just something occurring and i'm just like gonna back gonna go back to the root thought and meditate about it and like see what where is this coming from so don't try to like be perfect because um there's no perfection you know especially with eating disorders we will yeah. never be perfect let go of that <laughs> exactly um yeah what is one thing that you would like to um share to someone let's say someone is going through a similar journey than you are um and this person is just like messaging you or like reaching out to you what would be one thing that you would recommend doing yes so find a purpose outside of yourself find something that you feel like you can give to others um whether that is i don't know helping in an animal sanctuary or you know making art so you can touch other people writing or try to find something that has nothing to do with how you look because how you look is very very temporary um and know that you are capable of so so much more and prove the people wrong all the people who reduced you to your looks and to um, your aesthetic prove them wrong show them what you can do you know people will tell you oh you're beautiful mm -hmm. well show them how intelligent you are show them how how smart you are show them how how good of stories you can write you know just prove people wrong and show them that you can do these things because you are very very capable and you just have to gather the courage to to make changes and it will take time it always does because change never comes from one day to, to the other you know it, it might seem as though you slipped into an eating disorder from one day to the next but you didn't it was a process and it will be a process to get out but it mm -hmm. is so so worth it to be happy and to actually have a purpose in your life and mm -hmm. that will come if you have the courage to to make changes and and seek therapy i will say it again it is yeah. if you find a therapist that can be very very helpful 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was a perfect ending to round it all up. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for empowering people to actually go on the journey because everyone deserves to feel happy in their body. No one is supposed to um, restrict. No one is supposed to like not eat all this yummy, delicious vegan food that is out there. Yeah. Everyone deserves um, to have a healthy body, to get back your period because it's possible. Like you can see, you, had, you haven't had your period for entirely six years, which is just crazy um and i bet like a lot of doctors probably um would have lost their hope in you but it is possible yeah. if you really believe in yourself and if you keep going forward like don't step back there's always a way out and you're not alone so there's so many other women out there who are going for a similar journey um yeah just seek out for help and you will definitely be able to make it absolutely absolutely perfect thank you so much again and yeah i will see you next thank time for having me bye Goodbye, bye bye.